Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. My name's Rich, uh, the host here of the show, and I'm just so glad that you've decided to tune us in. I know that you're probably having a busy week, a lot going on at your church, and we're just thankful that you would take some time out uh, to spend some time in this conversation today. Today, it's our honor uh, to have Hal Seed with us from New Song Community Church in Vista, California. Hal, welcome to the show. We're so glad you're with us today. Thanks, Rich. It's great to be with you. For folks that don't know uh, New New Song, you're a five-campus church, plus you have this really kind of innovative Spanish community, uh, growing church, making an impact in your community. If you're not following New Song, this is one of those churches you should be. uh, And listen to how they're they're doing some great stuff. One of the interesting things about um, New Song from a distance that I've noticed, it seems like your church has had a unique ability to generate all kinds of ministries or organizations that have had impact on other churches, folks like Sermon Central, Outreach, um, you know, Outreach Inc., uh, CCB, Church Community Builder, Dynamic Church Planning International, and a bunch more. There seems like something is up at New Song. So why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, New Song? Yeah, well, so we planted the church 23 years ago, and I live in Vista, Rich, mm-hmm. but I actually, uh, the church is in Oceanside. Yes, right. Which, Sorry about which that. Which <laughs> is just uh, the north end of San Diego County, yep. just south of the Marine Corps base here. So uh, we have hundreds of Marines that are part of our church, right? And uh, I've learned a lot from them over the years. So we're kind of a military church, but a lot well more civilians than military, but a lot of military folks. And they're pretty easy to lead to Jesus because they know that they could be in harm's way soon. So oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, Very last year we averaged seeing five and a half people a day come to Christ. So wow, that's incredible! Yeah. Like fifteen hundred over the year, kind of thing. 2059. Oh my goodness. Praise God. That's incredible. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's amazing. Only half of them were local. We do a lot of missions trips. One yep. of the groups that you didn't mention that we started called First the Kingdom trains people in okay. personal evangelism. So we crossed the border into Tijuana or Ensenada, which is a lot less threatening for people to go into a cross-cultural situation right. and share their faith for the first time. So a thousand of those 2,000 came to Christ on short-term, you know, just weekend missions trips and a thousand here in Oceanside. That's incredible. Well, you know, you live in, I think, the most blessed climate in the world. You know, everybody yeah, says do. that. Oceanside's incredible. I, on the other hand, living in New Jersey, I think is on the opposite end of the blessing, you know, spectrum. So uh, this is great. One of the things I, I love about New Song, just kind of, you know, as a, you know, I would say a distant fan, someone looking on, watching you, is your church seems to be, even just the evidence of that, seeing a thousand people locally to, you know, another thousand people in kind of international missions experiences, taking steps closer to Jesus. You know, you seem to have done a great job of creating a wide front door, a place where people, regardless of their spiritual background, can connect uh, to what your church is doing. I'd love to dig into that a little bit. Um, What is, you know, what are you using or what is God using in your church to see that happen? Yeah, well, uh, we've figured out sort of, I guess I'd say led by the spirit, I was Mm going to say stumbled onto, but over (laughs) the years, uh, what we call three elevated excuses for inviting people okay. uh, to church. We got to have a wide front door because we're right. going to lose 30% of our audience every year because the Marine Corps is going to deploy them elsewhere. Right. So we got to have a really big front door because we have an unpreventably large back door. So right. our three elevated excuses uh, to get people in are what we call attractional events or campaigns, mm-hmm. uh, wow weekends, and comeback events. Okay. An, an attractional campaign, we learned this from Rick Warren, is uh, a 
uh, a focused time of four to six weeks on a high felt need topic like Rick did the book The Purpose Driven Life mm -hmm. everybody wants to know about purpose mm -hmm. uh, so uh, two or sometimes three times a year we'll do a church-wide campaign where we'll mail out postcards uh, we'll, we'll start ramping up by asking everyone who's not in a small group to get in a group. We'll ask them to start inviting mm -hmm. their friends. We'll give them business invitational cards mm -hmm. to something that's highly attractional. Like the first time, uh, well, so Rick wrote, wrote his book in 2003. We mm -hmm. looked at it in 2005. Mm -hmm. uh, we're so enamored of it. I wrote a book called The God Questions because everybody has questions about God. Mm -hmm. So uh, we, we used that book. And then the next year I did something on end times called Future History. Mm. And the year after that I tried a Bible series. I did a, the book of Jonah. And just mm -hmm. because people were fired up, mm -hmm. they invited friends. Mm -hmm. Then we did a series on family, which is another broad topic. And uh, So the thing about an attractional series is it gets everybody involved. Yes. And it's easy to invite a friend because it's something they would want. You know, Everybody wants their marriage to be better if they're married or if their family to be better or better parenting. So you mm -hmm. pick a broad topic like that. and. Mm -hmm. Uh, the most strategic times for us to do those are in the fall and then like third week of January because okay. those are the two times of year when, when people start thinking about new things. So right. they put their kids in school and they're open to doing something in the fall. Oh, you've got, like right now we're doing a series called I Love Sundays, which uh -huh. is all about the pace of life. Yep. Everyone's stressed about their pace of life. And so when a friend invites them to come to get their, their pace straightened out, well, maybe I'll check out the mm -hmm. church. This is a good time to do that. Uh, you can't really start before like the third week of January on another one because you can't rally people and get them excited. So right. you start talking right after Christmas about here's what we're doing there. And again, it gets everybody aligned. Yeah, very cool. How, how, let's, let's dig into that a little bit. How much before kind of a, an attractional campaign like that are you communicating to your people, hey, this is coming? Is this like yeah. a few weeks out, your months out? You know, and obviously it's kind of, it sounds yes, like yes. it's fitting into your rhythm of like yes. the one in the fall, one in the, you know, kind of in, yeah. in that one January in time frame. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, women's groups, our, our goal is to get all of our groups to do the campaign. You know, okay. the, a great campaign has sermons on one topic that has a discussion on the same topic in your small group and readings during the week. So yep. you're all focused. And uh, our, our women tend to be planned way in advance right. with a Kay Arthur series or yes. Beth Moore or something. And so uh, we got to tell them a year in advance, hey, this okay. is coming. And quite often they'll say, I'm sorry, I love Beth Moore too much, but I'll get into a group with my husband just for that period of time. Okay, very cool. So, so we're we're trying to communicate a year out to certain groups, but but then you've got to be at least eight or ten weeks out to recruit good small group leaders. You right. start talking to people you want to start a group who maybe haven't done a group mm -hmm. six or eight or ten weeks out, mm -hmm. uh, and then we begin well. So like we're in I Love Sundays, and uh -huh. I, I probably talked about it starting in the spring, just occasionally, because right. I'm thinking right. about it. I've already read the book. and Peppered so, in so a little bit. That's the right word, mm -hmm. yeah. And, um, and, but really formally, about four or five weeks out, we're going to mm -hmm. start putting business card invitations in, in the program and saying, these are not for you. They're to invite your friend. Mm -hmm. We'd like you to sign up for a small group and start thinking about who you'd want to invite to church and to your small group. So the ramp-up is really important. And what mm -hmm. we discovered is, um, if you do them every year, your people begin to get used to that and know, oh, yeah, that's right. good. So 
So they're more responsive year by year. Right. Uh, we grew by 6% when we did the Purpose Driven Life, 10% when we did uh, the God Questions, 17% when we did Future History. Wow. And then 25% when we did, uh, we, we released a movie in 2010 called To Save a Life. So mm -hmm. we built an entire campaign around that called To Save a Family. Mm -hmm. And family is the most compelling need. Mm -hmm. Now, when I say we grew by that, you know, there's the, the, the surge and right. consolidate. Yes. So, uh, probably three months after that, we weren't still up 25%, but we were mm -hmm. si significantly up. Absolutely. And, and that's our main gig. We, we think that uh, events don't lead to life change, nor people enfolding into church, but a process does. So the mm. cool thing about an attractional campaign or series is it's multi-weeks, which is more of a process. It gets people in the habit of coming. Mm. Mm -hmm. Our second elevated excuse, though, is an event. We call right. them WOW Weekends. Right. Tell us about that. Uh, so, a couple of years ago, uh, I invited Michael Franzese to come speak at okay. our church. Yes, and, we had know, him speak at our church as well. There you go. And <laughs> when you tell people, we're going to have a former mafia boss who's yes. the 18th most wanted person in America come speak at our church, they go, wow. Yes. Well, yes. that's a really easy excuse to invite people to church. Right. You know, you've got a wow if people say, wow. Yeah. <laughs> when you're, we had Scott Rigsby. He's a paraplegic, paraplegic triathlete come to speak. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was a real easy ask for uh, athletes, particularly triathletes and mm -hmm. high school cross-country teams. Mm -hmm. You're having who? Yes. What? I haven't heard of him, but oh, he ran the Ironman with no legs. Wow. Right. Yes. So, uh, so that's a one-time deal and you've got only one shot. Right. So we try and tie those to a high felt need, maybe even a tractional series immediately. So we say, hey, next week we're starting this. Right. We're actually doing this weekend at our church. We're doing Tailgate Sunday with a very similar, very similar WOW weekend. We have a formal, we're you know, in New Jersey, former New York giant coming to, ah, to, to do yes. his deal. And it's yes. that same idea, you know, we, yes. for us, um, you know, we want to uh, target the kind of guys in our community. And, yes. you know, there's a lot of guys that'll sit and watch football Sunday afternoons, but they may not necessarily come to church. And so we're trying to say, yes. well, I'll go hear that guy. He's an interesting dude. I'll That's hear what he has to illustration. say. Yeah, very cool. And, very and, cool. and every community has some of those guys, even yes. if they're, you know, if you can't afford the $5,000 guy. Mm -hmm. When we were small, I brought in uh, Jay Schrader. This was 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Jay was a former all-pro quarterback that people don't remember now, but he was right. only 10 years retired then yes and we had a whole bunch of guys show up and right. and because Jay was local and you know he'd been in the NFL he he wasn't asking fifteen thousand dollars we paid right. him I don't know maybe three or four or five hundred dollars which yeah. is a sacrifice yes uh, but if you even get one family that sticks right over the next year they're gonna give you that money right. back yeah by a long shot now how on those Wow weekends what are you doing to kind of use that to build momentum so you know you obviously going into it you're promoting it you're getting yeah. a bit of a bump how are you kind of trying to capture that and see some people return what does that look like coming out of Wow weekends yeah, well, again, you, you never want to start with, well, we're just going to try and get people in once. We're yes. going to try and get them back. So what would be the appeal to come back? Like uh, two years ago, I brought in a former Palestinian terrorist mm. who had become a Christian mm. and now runs an orphanage in Israel for mm. both Palestinian and Jewish kids. So we said, mm. well, uh, so the kind of person that would come hear him is sort of interested in politics and world events. So then I did a series on Islam and world religions after that right. in the hopes that they would come back. Of course, you also, you work all of your assimilation channels of, yes. you know, you want to call guests, you want to send them an email Monday morning, you want to write them a personal note. So you're trying real hard to connect. But at that event, 
you sell the next event. Uh, right. I, I've never been part of them, but I'm told that service clubs like Kiwanis and mm -hmm. Rotary, which which they fine you if you don't show up the next week, right. uh, they still spend 30% of each meeting selling the next meeting to you. Right. So when we have a high-profile guest like that, uh, we want to somehow uh, help people to know what else we have to offer them and what I'm doing next week. And, and the ideal uh, WOW weekend is not simply to have the football player mm -hmm. preach, mm -hmm. but to interview him because yes. then your pastor has enough stage time that people can say, you know, I came to hear him, but... That that guy is pretty cool as well. Maybe, maybe maybe we'll come back and hear him next week. He said he's doing a series on family, and honey, we want our family to be better. Maybe we should come back for that. Absolutely, we've done the same thing on these weekends where we'll have our you know our lead guy end up coaching or, or um, you know doing you know interview with the whoever we end up bringing in Michael Franzese, whoever it ends up we've you yeah. know, we've brought in the past, and that I think is critical to the piece. You don't sometimes on those weekends, particularly you know you, sometimes people see special guests as like oh that's an opportunity for whoever speaks normally to have the Sunday off. Yeah, and they or, go someplace else and yeah. go someplace else. If you're a multi-site church, the temptation could be like hey maybe they should go to one of our campuses and you know shake hands there or whatever. No 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 don't miss this opportunity. I think the other critical piece just to underline what you're saying there that some churches miss is on a weekend like this, it's as important to think about what your follow-up is. What's the next yes. step coming out of this? That this is yes. not, there, there isn't a, you know, a kind of a magic bullet. A bunch of people are going to show up. You have to build it as a part of what you're doing so that yes. it becomes, you know, you're building momentum towards it. We call that a capture strategy. How yes. are you going to capture those guests and get them into the flow of your church? So like for us, when we do our vacation Bible school, which is kind of a churchy word, so we call it kids camp, Yes, yes. Uh, we conclude kids camp with a Saturday night worship service that profiles the church. So we get the parents to come in because we say, hey, your kids are going to sing and they'll get awards. And then I do a 10-minute message on how to be a great parent, and what our church has to offer you. Right. right. Uh, that's a capture strategy. We don't want them just to come. We want them to come back. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, you mentioned earlier there was a third uh, strategy, Heather. Yeah. What is that third strategy? Uh, the third one is uh, what we call comeback events. Yeah. Uh, years ago, I said, you know, this is California. People are casual. Uh, I said to our staff, you know, I've noticed that some people drop out during the summer. Mm -hmm. uh, we need an excuse to get them back. And so we did a thing, we just put a name to it called Back to Church Sunday. Mm -hmm. And all we did for that was say, hey, you should come back this weekend if you haven't been for a while. I think we texted people and yep. emailed them. We, I don't even know where they sent a letter, but it was just to our own people and said, this weekend is a special weekend, everybody come. And we had like a 12 or 15% bump. Well, we did that again the next year. And you mentioned that we uh, have started some organizations. Yep. My best friend is Scott Evans. He's the founder okay. of Outreach because he yep. was my... Yes founding associate pastor. So Scott said, if this worked here, maybe it'll work elsewhere. Why don't we brand a national holiday? So yes. there's now this holiday called National Back to Church Sunday sponsored by Outreach Inc. Yep. Uh, Lifeway Books picked up on it as well. Uh, this It was just last weekend yep. and 30,000 churches around the country did National Back to Church Sunday. We did it and we experienced, I don't know, 15 to 20% bump. I don't Last year, Scott told me his 26,000 churches that participated experienced, I think it was a 21% bump, because again, it's an elevated excuse. Yes. And the key to this is there are 52 great excuses to invite a friend to church, but some Sundays are better excuses than other, like yes. Easter is an elevated excuse on its own. Mm -hmm. But what you want to do is create four or five of those in your church uh, on your own, like... Um, 
you know, an attractional series or a comeback event mm -hmm. or, or a wow weekend where the, it's got broad appeal, but hey, if you don't come this weekend, you miss it. Yes. That's the virtue. My friend can come any weekend, which means he comes no weekend. Mm -hmm. But because we're doing this, he shows up. So our first one is National Back to Church Sunday. Then uh, a few years ago, I visited Perry Noble at mm -hmm. uh, New Spring, mm -hmm. and they got this thing going on with giving away T-shirts. He said, yes. we have never given away a T-shirt where it wasn't record attendance. Mm -hmm. uh, so I noticed he and Craig Rochelle and some others were doing this I love my church yes. thing. I thought, well, if that's working, if the Holy Spirit is honoring that elsewhere, maybe he would honor that here and really that's all that church growth is right is yes. finding out what the holy spirit is honoring elsewhere and thinking maybe he would honor that here too so we printed up t-shirts and we gave them to our staff at christmas and uh we so people started saying where do i get a shirt like that well if you come the second sunday of january you'll get mm. a free t-shirt it's yes. i love my church weekend right and so that's our second time when we get people back uh because we'll we'll print 2,000 t-shirts and give them away and you think, oh, can you afford that? Well, again, if you get just two or three new families coming back or you reassimilate families who weren't there and the goodwill, the first time we did I Love My Church weekend, we didn't actually have a bump. Hmm. But the next Sunday we did because we'd given things to people, <laughs> so they felt better about us and I think more of our regulars came back and they were excited and invited their friends. So. Uh, that was three years ago. In the last two years, now people go, wow, we got a free t-shirt. We're coming. Yes. Now, again, that's not something no unchurched guy goes, I'm going to get a, church, a shirt that says, I love my church. I'll come. Right. But it brings back your people and it builds enthusiasm with them. And I love my church Sunday is all about vision casting for the coming year. So it's a great way to start your year off. You can't really do it the first week and <coughs> of the year because, again, you've got to give mm -hmm. people a chance to hear that it's coming. Yep. But we do that the second weekend, and then we'll launch an attractional campaign out of that with the goodwill that we've built. Well, you are dropping all kinds of value bombs today. I hope people are writing down all kinds of notes here because you've provided some really practical tactics here. I think that's you know fantastic. I know for us, we talk about big days, that there are three or four big days, similar really yeah. language from Perry Noble at New Spring as well. And you know, for us, the way we articulate it, this may be helpful for folks, is there are certain times during the year where two incredible things happen. The first is our people are more likely to invite their friends. So people are more likely to invite their friends at Christmas, Easter, you know, in the fall, in the new year, they're, they're more willing to do that. But that's not the only thing. The second thing is their friends are more likely to come. That for whatever reason, if you can get those two lined up together and the, the kind of positive momentum that can happen there, um, you know, you'll start to see growth at your church. Well, I used to be of the mindset, and I've said this before on past podcasts, where, you know, every weekend is the same. Every, every weekend needs to be, all 52 need to be incredible, and it doesn't matter whether you're a first-time guest, you come. And that's true. I'm not saying that's not true. But the reality of it is there are times that are just more likely that people are going to respond and come. Um, and so we don't want to miss those opportunities. We don't want to squander those. We want to do what we can uh, to leverage those to see people take steps uh, closer to, you know, to our church and ultimately closer to Jesus. And so, you know, that's, uh, that's exciting. Just kind of as we wrap up, is there anything else you'd love to share with people around kind of widening the front door uh, of their church? Uh well, I think you teach a lot of these things. You got to have good greeters at the door who welcome, but not a cost. And yes. it's helpful if you have greeters in the parking lot, even yep. if you're a small church. So before you open your front door, you want to make sure you have a good first impression. Like, yeah, definitely. you know, your greeter should have 
a breath mint or something. Yes. So take care of those details do matter. Definitely. And, and, and I guess the other thing I'd mention is I love helping pastors, which is why about 10 years ago I started a website called pastormentor.com. And yes. So if they want stuff like this, I, I do a blog once a week or, or so that it's high content and hopefully helpful to people. Absolutely. I would highly recommend people that drop by to see that. If, or is there, if they want to get in touch with the church, how can they do that as well? What's the best way for them to learn more about New Song as well? Well, newsongchurch.com is yep. our website, and Perfect. or they can pick up the phone and call, and the number's there. Great. Thank we you love so helping much. churches. So, Great. Well, Hal, I really appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you so much for taking time out. Always great to talk to somebody in California, so thank you for being on the show today. <laughs> great. Thank you, Rich. Come visit us sometime. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary. <laughs>